0: This is One-on-One's NFL Friday, bringing your weekly Jets, Giants, and NFL talk from WFUV Sports. With top guests, weekly fantasy advice, and opinionated analysis, this is One-on-One's NFL Friday. Week number 12 of One-on-One's
1: NFL Friday, Kenny Ducey and Nolan Silbernagel with you here Inside the WFUV studios, Nolan. Good to be with you again. The Falcons, as it turns out, they're, they they don't stink, I, I guess.
2: I, I no, I think having the worst record in the NFC means you're, you you stink. Uh, I, I think that means you're not too good. But they competed with the Saints, like though, you man. said, Week 12 of the NFL season. More importantly, last regular season of a lot of. Fantasy leagues out there. So, well, we have a lot to A lot, to talk lot, about about a lot of teams play. right on the brink. Last tune ups heading into the playoffs. Yep, yeah. So, it's a big week. It's a big, big week going big out. Big
1: trade in our fantasy league, our WFU fantasy league, big time trade. Uh, also, uh, you know, I, of course, nailed it with Bobby Rainey. We'll get to that a little later. Uh, you know, if you, if you listen to this show, then you would have picked up, picked up Bobby Rainey and, and started. Him, I wish
2: so. I had listened. Yeah, definitely. Maybe, maybe
1: maybe we should have a new fantasy guy. Uh, just kidding. <laughs> we, we love Bobby here. No. is it Bobby 6 and 5? Bro, uh i think actually I, you know, I think, no, I'm pretty he, sure he's 6 and 5 bobby bobby our fantasy interesting guy. that our
2: fantasy guru is right. 6 and he 5 he started
1: but. out in this like he started out so scorching hot yeah, in this, yeah, in his, this his league i mean team, I he was
2: his team it? was averaging like 125 yeah a he week. was what it 5 was and 0 100. or
1: 4 and 1 now, Bobby. yep, he's six and five. You were right, and I am seven and four, and you are six, six and five. And five. Yep. So we are all doing pretty well here. Kelly Coltis in the back, who is producing today at Pat Burns, is our engineer to get you caught up on on what you know that their status is. Kelly, uh, is where are you, Kelly? You are. Oh, you're six and four and one. Six and four and one. All <laughs> uh, right. Uh, right up there in the in uh the new. New staff member division, as well as uh, Pat <laughs> Five and Six. You guys are both contended for playoff
2: spots. So, yeah, Absolutely. we're all we're all contenders We're all pretty not- much uh, bunched in there. But uh, yeah, Kenny, you know, going back to the uh, to the pros and to real life football. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, the the Falcons two and nine, not a good team, but. I think everyone was pretty shocked at how well they hung with the Saints last night. I mean, it was 14 13 at the half. I don't think anyone saw that coming.
1: No, and Steven Jackson, too, yeah. um, who I thought was dead, but I guess he's not. <laughs> um, he, he had a touchdown last night.
2: He ran all right. All right. It was all right.
1: It wasn't great, though. Yeah. Um, and and I, I've said and I'll maintain that he's not who he used to be. But, and look, and the shelf life on running backs is simply short. I mean, mm-hmm. there's no yeah. way around it. If you're a running back in the NFL, I mean, very few backs can last 10 years. Like, Steven Jackson has really consistently lasted a while. I mean, it has to come to an end eventually. So I, I,
2: it, It's just so unfortunate that it happened this year because he was that marquee signing right. that everyone thought was going to put the Falcons over the edge. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, this was a disappointment. This
1: was the best team last year oh, in I, the yeah, NFC. Yeah.
2: They were extremely good. They easily could have gone to the Super yeah. Bowl. They were a lot of people's picks to go this year. And to go 2-9 and nine is just... Yeah, unfathomable, Roddy, Roddy White, honestly, I mean, you know, he needs yeah, I mean, a, he yeah. needs a
1: new leg and then yeah, you, know, you I mean, got there's been a lot Julio of Will Jones is but. out. I mean it's it's a mess right now with it the is. Falcons. Two and four at home though. They're they're both of their uh wins have come at home. The Saints, meanwhile, nine and two. They hang on, they win this one seventeen thirteen. Only three points scored in a riveting second half.
2: Yeah, you gotta riveting love those defensive yeah. matches. Uh, Jimmy Graham kept up his production: 100 yards, five catches, one yeah. touchdown.
1: Uh, Matt Mac Rosenberg, usually uh, sometimes hosts this show, said. Uh, what's more impressive, Calvin oh, Johnson yeah, or, yeah, or, Jimmy Calvin Graham. or Jimmy Graham? <laughs> um, no way is Jimmy Graham uh, on the Calvin Johnson. What do we get? Uh, scale, guys but... behind
2: the glass? Is that is that even a thought? I, that, no Calvin way. Calvin Johnson, is that even Jimmy Graham.
1: right now it's got to be Calvin Johnson.
2: Still Kenny. you right? Like not even a question. Yeah, not even the debate. He said. He said toss up. Toss up. Yeah, toss
1: okay. up. In right. what world is Definitely. that a toss up? I don't. I don't. I don't understand. That's that's. I don't know. But to kind of wrap up on this game, because Drew Brees is another big game. Uh, Matt Ryan, he had a nice game. Nolan, uh, it was 30 to 39. It wasn't terrible. Steven Jackson, like we said, 16 for 63 and a touchdown. Matt Ryan, to me, can still do it. He didn't throw any interceptions last night, and he and was 30 no 39 for 292 yards. Yeah, but I mean, that's really what's killed you all year. I mean, you look at the the Arizona game back four weeks ago. Four picks against Carolina. Three picks. That was what was losing them games, was he was just throwing the ball That's away. True. Yeah. And yeah, he did, he At least now he's year. taking care of it, but the offense, you know, it's been stagnant. And, I mean, they gave Steven Jackson the ball 16 times. So, uh, look, I mean, they, they didn't really run that many plays on offense either. Matt Ryan only threw 39 times. Well, I get not, not only 39 times, but they couldn't score. They tried to punch in with Steven Jackson a couple times, but I don't
2: know. And, and Ryan got a, a lot of criticism for the end of that game with um, – falling short he of t- the he goal He took line. 5
1: sacks too.
2: Yeah, you know, but but, but you know what I mean? I, I, a lot of people were saying that he didn't sacrifice a body to like get yeah. that touchdown and you, you know, it's kind of it kind of makes you think like can, can you really blame him? I mean, is, I, is, is honestly, it worth getting maybe a big injury getting slammed for a team that if you win this game, you go three you improve to 3 and 8? I mean, so I, I don't you, know, I just know on Twitter and uh, on comment section of nfl.com yeah. people were ripping on him, but I don't know if you can See, give that's him so I don't know if you can blame him that, that is, much.
1: That is so tough for me because if you look at the grand scheme of things, sure. Um, you know, they're not doing well, you don't want to get hurt, but in, the in, season's in, over. in an instant like that, is he is he thinking about that? No. There's no way he's thinking about oh, I want to save myself for next year when he's when he's diving short of the goal line. I think it's more of maybe that's the overall feeling Matt Ryan has, or maybe all the injuries around him have caused him to be a little more tentative. But I, I don't think that it has anything to do with the season so far. I mean, I could see certainly where you draw that conclusion, but I-, I think that, you know, the Falcons didn't go out there trying to play tentatively. They tried to beat the Saints, and they almost yeah, did. That's true. So I-, I think it's tough to put that on him, but maybe that says something about Matt Ryan as a whole. Uh, you know, I-, I think it says more of he may be a, a tentative, you know, conservative football player when it comes to, you know... Con, um, In bo-
2: As his body of work. Preserving himself, okay. right.
1: I mean, maybe he's not that guy who's going to... You know, he's not that RG3 who's going to sacrifice his body for the extra yards. Or he's Christian not,
2: Ponder when he got slammed right. that one he's not. Yeah, yeah
1: it, I don't think he is that type of, of quarterback, I think is what really you see there. I don't think it has anything to do with the fact that the Saints... Or, um, excuse me, the Falcons don't care about okay. the season or whatever. But, I don't know, that's another week, another win for the Saints. 9-2, and two, the only team... Let's beat them, the New York Jets, and they're up next. And as always, we bring in our New York Jets beat reporter, Chris Venezia, for more.
3: The Jets' inconsistency continues. After a thrilling win at home against the Saints, New York was torn apart in Buffalo 37 14. Rookie quarterback Geno Smith was benched during the game after completing just 8 of 23 passes and throwing three interceptions. He knows he has to do better.
0: Awful, you know, on my part. Just awful
2: execution in every single phase of the game, and um, you know, I'm, I'm man enough to say that and admit that, so you know, I, I know that I can play better, and I know that I can move on and get better from this.
3: The loss drops the squad to 5-5 five and five on the season, but with the way the wacky AFC is going, Gang Green still holds the second wild card spot. This week, the Jets stay on the road as they travel to Baltimore. The Ravens are four and six, but they've been terrific at their place at three and one. Head coach Rex Ryan spent time in Baltimore before taking the reins with the Jets. He spoke about his time there.
0: I had, I had a great experience there. I spent ten great years there. But this is my team. You know, this is my team, and uh, you know, now I'll always. You know cherish the years that I had there without question look on them with you know I got a lot of fond memories there but uh, right now I'm focused on, on building those memories here.
3: The Ravens biggest weakness this year has been the run defense they're 27th in the league at stopping the ground attack this should mean good things for the Jets running back duo of Palau Powell and Chris Ivory My prediction for this one, the Jets will find a way to pull it off and Chris Ivory will have another monster game just like he did earlier in the year versus New Orleans. New York, 24, Baltimore, 14. With the... Report. I'm Chris Venezia.
1: We thank Chris for that, and uh, maybe just maybe he's predicting a big game for Chris Ivory because he has been in fantasy football. Just maybe.
2: Yeah, you know, a little biased little, reporting little bit. there, no, but
1: not, man. No, he does a great job. And uh, we look at this game, and it's obviously the you know homecoming type game here for Rex Ryan. Yeah. Um, not homecoming type; it is a homecoming for him. You look at this game against the Ravens. The Jets have alternated wins and losses now a record ten times, yeah. uh, breaking the no, Patriots never record. Ever before. I think. 2005. Yeah, seven years ago or eight years ago. Um, So I think that, I honestly think that you have to pick the Jets here just (laughs) because of the way everything's been going. But it it hasn't really been the team. It's been Geno Smith. It's been bad Geno, good Geno, bad Geno, good Geno. And every other week, you know, we've seen, uh, you know, the the good Geno or the bad Geno. And so I think that if Geno Smith could be in, in any world, just ever, if he could ever be consistent, if he could ever play two games in a row, I think the Jets might win two games in a row. Because that's really, yeah, I mean, no, when absolutely. he's turning the ball over three, four times a game, it's it's impossible to win.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a lot of talk about with what's been going on in this upcoming game. First off, who would have thought, Kenny, you and me, and the Jets be reporter, would be picking the Jets, who were picked to finish last, going into the season... Uh, pick them or the the, the, the uh, defending Super Bowl champions. I mean, no, that's crazy. I, I mean, that I just, is crazy I, to I think. Have,
1: I have not. Okay, Joe Flacco in, au- in did August, not deserve to win in that Super Bowl in last August, year. August, did not. He in didn't August, do it. he didn't deserve it. Looking
2: at the schedule, would you have picked the Jets? Like, would you just be like, "Oh, that's a game the Jets will probably win"? Absolutely no, not. No, no, no. I don't no. think a lot of people would don't have. Think so, so that's amazing to me. Second thing is uh, the. The comparison and the similarity between Geno Smith and Mark Sanchez from rookie seasons are so eerily similar. You know, it's definitely... Is something that That's a Je- good thing. That's something that Jet fans it's a great thing. Sh- they should be hesitant about though. They should be
1: happy about that. Why should they be happy about that? Mark Sanchez that? led the team to two AFC championship games in his first two. Exactly, years.
2: but everyone got so high on him and then it came completely crashing down in this fiery flame and who's going to say that it's not gonna happen again? You who know, knows, what I mean? who knows what who knows what
1: happens if you keep the same offensive coordinator and you have a good running back behind Geno Smith. I mean I, I mean maybe the the fact that is the, maybe the fact is the Jets mishandled Mark Sanchez Going for in his third year and completely messed him up. I mean, you don't know that it's just because he looks like Mark Sanchez and because he's doing Mark Sanchez things that he's automatically going to crash and burn his Does third it make year you apprehensive NFL. at all, though?
2: I mean, it definitely makes me. I mean, you know how it get... makes
1: me feel. I like Mark Sanchez. That
2: is true. You do like Mark. I... Can we get uh maybe some from the but, back? Yeah. Like, I just want to hear your opinion. I don't think Kenny's wrong. I mean, he has a good point. I mean, you know, saying Mark Sanchez, he looks like Mark Sanchez his rookie year. I mean, they went to the AFC Championship game. That's a valid point, but I'm just saying it's just so eerily similar. I mean, I just look at it with a grain of salt. What about um, Pat and Kelly back there? Well,
1: I mean, Nolan, I kind of go agree with Kenny on this one. Mark Sanchez was decent in his first two years. So don't get me wrong. He's good. It was
2: decent. It, okay, He's good. Decent. Okay, his
1: second year he was good. His first year he was decent. decent. He okay. did have a strong running game, and Patrick said it before back here. He had a very good defense to play with. So I do, like you said – I don't worry too much about it. I think Rex did a great thing this week by pulling Gino. He never pulled Mark his, his uh, rookie year when he got bad. When he played Buffalo and threw those five picks, and, you know, whenever he was in yeah, Oakland oh, eating man. the hot dog on the sideline, he yeah. didn't get pulled for any of that, and I think that might have affected him going forward. So I like the fact that Rex pulled Gino this week. Maybe they learned from their mistakes with Mark Sanchez that they can fix Gino right. and make I mean, sure he doesn't fall into the trap. Overall, a good thing that you had a quarterback like Mark Sanchez to learn from and to learn how to handle. Um, I, I really do think that. I mean— you look at at, at Geno Smith, and you know he didn't. He said he's not Mark Sanchez, and clearly, is not because you know just his skill set. I mean, he's got a kind of a, a little bit of a bigger arm, and I think he's he, more mobile. He runs yeah, exactly. He runs a bit, yeah. Um. So I think the comparisons really are. Uh, I, I know. I, I again, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing to be compared to Mark Sanchez for you know the first two years of your career because he looked like a very promising, you know, uh, rookie and sophomore, but. I think that it's a little unfair because they're just different types of quarterbacks. And I see the same thing the Jets are doing now that happened with Mark Sanchez in his third year, which really was his his downfall, his third and fourth year. And it's because the the Jets never had an identity. And and you guys were just mentioning it before that the Jets, you know, they go run heavy, then they go pass heavy. And they never had an identity with Mark Sanchez and and Brian Schottenheimer. And that's really one of the big reasons I didn't like Brian Schottenheimer as a Jets coordinator because he would, one game he would run the ball 30 40 times the other ball, the other game he would pass the ball 30
4: 40 times yeah, no, yeah, that's which true. is it's very inconsistent. which is really
1: ridiculous um and, and again i i understand that there are matchups and there are certain run defenses that are better and worse but the fact that you're you know you're toying around with a young quarterback like that with Mark Sanchez and now even this year with Geno Smith the fact that you're running it a lot of times with Ivory and then sometimes you're passing a lot of times It's it's just detrimental to a quarterback's development to start playing like that because you know it's just you throw the ball a lot of times you're gonna make mistakes and it's gonna it's gonna hinder your confidence. I don't like it, but at the same time, I do understand it. I'm just I think it certainly can affect Geno Smith in a negative way when. You know, especially when you throw three interceptions and maybe that's because you threw the ball so many times, you're going to get down on yourself. And if you're running the ball next week, you're going to think, well, this is just because I threw three interceptions last week. I mean, it, it just plays with their mind a little yeah, bit. Yeah,
2: I, I mean, no, that that's all good points. You know, I, I guess just what my feeling is, is, uh, you know, with the Jets, obviously 5-5 five and five, still in the playoff spot. I just don't think fans should get that excited quite yet because – They were ready to raise uh, the Lombardi trophy after the first two seasons with Sanchez. And then he got exposed more. He had to, like... He didn't have as good a defense, as good as running backs, and more pressure was put on him to perform, and he just couldn't do it. And, well, you, you know, if Ivory doesn't explode this year, if the defense doesn't become a top-five defense, then who knows where Geno Smith, where his numbers would be right now, where the Jets' record would be. So, I mean, that's that's just my little thing. That, that's just something I've noticed. Um, you know, I'm definitely not saying right. all is doom and gloom. It's just, it's just something – I'm taking note of right now.
1: Here, here are my quote-unquote little things for, uh, before we move on here. First of all, the Ravens have the— the Ray Rice has, has been severely underperforming this yeah, year, and the so Jets bad. have the best run so defense bad. in the league. So the number one rated run defense in the league, they average uh, 73 yards against on the ground. So that's a big, big strong You, you point think for Rice Jets.
2: cracks 50? 50 yards? Yes, yeah. but it barely. barely. But
1: I think he gets about—I'd say he gets 60. Okay. Um so the Jets have an advantage there. They can also run the ball very well. We'll run the ball. That's right. There you go. <laughs> See, right on cue there. Um, thank you, Peyton. So yeah, and Baltimore's run defense is 11th in the in the league, and so I think that they'll have a little bit of trouble. But Chris Ivory's has done very well um, in the past. So against good run defenses, I think that that's a strong point for them. And then you look at the rest of the Jets' schedule after this, right? And, and I mean, even in a world where they were alternating wins and losses, uh, and they did it the whole season, in let's a say, world, in a, in uh, in they would dimension. they would end up eight and eight, you know, right on the border of a playoff yeah. uh, spot. But here's where it gets so so complicated because they play a lot of bad teams. They so, play so bad teams. They play Miami. After Baltimore, then they play Oakland. Carolina is very good, obviously. And then Cleveland and Miami. So they play Miami twice, and Miami has just gone into a a complete tailspin. Uh, They started off,
2: what, 4 0, 4 1 or something? Right. I mean, unbelievable where they are at right right now.
1: Right. So let's, I mean, before we move on here, I mean, let's just look at it. Say you beat Oakland. Say you beat, uh, even if they lost to Baltimore, right? I like to think you beat Miami once, you beat Cleveland, you lose to Carolina, let's say. So you're still winning four. Of those three, again, you're if you lose to Baltimore, you lose to Carolina, and you lose to Miami twice. You're still winning four out of those seven games, so that would put you at nine and, yeah, nine and seven. Uh, no, there, no, there are no. So five and there aren't five. seven games left. There are six, so they'd, they'd they'd be nine and seven. So they yeah, would be. Nine uh, and they seven. would be yep, in yep, a yep, playoff yep. spot.
2: Yeah, yeah oh, I, definitely. If I, they were to do that, if they were to lose to the Dolphins, if they were to lose to the Ravens, I mean, they could easily win those games. You, you know, absolutely. You know, Panthers, they're an extremely tough team, but they're hosting them. You know, I, right.
1: I, I think, I think I messed up the math there. So it would be if if they beat Miami both times, then they would be nine and seven. And look, yeah. those are winnable games. You should beat Miami. You should beat Oakland. You should beat Cleveland and you should beat Miami again. But we sure. all know the Jets lose games that they're supposed to win and they win games they're supposed to lose. So it just could be the complete opposite. I mean, I'll say,
2: I'll say right now, I'll be I'll be pretty surprised if the Jets will make the playoffs again. That, that's um, that's what I'm saying. I'll be pretty surprised.
1: And Rex Ryan, to his credit, has done a great job. And you know what?
2: I think my bold statement in the first week before we move to another topic or whatever, I think I said whatever. the Jets make the playoffs. Good. So, so we. my bold statement was that that.
1: Bobby Rainey was going to make an impact in the NFL. So we'll get to that in a little bit. I'm just going to keep teasing that throughout the show. All right, it's Giants time. Mr. Eric Malo, up to the plate. Not one of the Giants'
5: wins have been pretty this year, but no one said you had to be pretty in life to be successful. Though it wasn't their best performance, the G-men earned a solid win against the Packers this past Sunday, their fourth straight. The defense led the way in this one as they snagged three interceptions against Green Bay's rookie quarterback Scott Tolzian, including one sick pick six by Jason Pierre-Paul. Tony Roma leads an inconsistent Cowboys team into New Jersey Sunday afternoon. And Coach Tom Cawthon knows Romo's offense will be a bit tougher to defend than Tolsey.
6: We know full well what Tony Romo has been able to accomplish and uh, and he's having an outstanding year. 21 touchdown passes, 6 interceptions and plus 15. So we have our work cut
4: out for us.
5: The G-men have steadily improved their play just enough to squeak out a few victories and the arrow is treading upwards. Eli Manning has thrown just two interceptions in his last four games and Ruben Randall and Andre Brown have emerged as dangerous offensive weapons. On defense, John Beeson and Antrell Roll have led a resurgent unit that no team has been able to score much on. It'll be challenging for Romo and the boys as this defense is starting to gel. Speaking of the Cowboys, they're no easy matchup. Romo presents by far the toughest task for Big Blues D since their win streak began. And Dallas is expected to get one more superstar back this weekend wide receiver Miles Austin. The Giants need to play better than they have been to keep their streak alive and no one loss can end their season. I don't think they can let this game slip so after picking them to win three straight weeks I'm going to try and continue my win streak by picking the Giants to continue their win streak. My prediction Giants 27 Cowboys 23. Covering the Giants Merrick Malo WFUV Sports.
1: So thank you, Eric Malo. Miles Austin, a superstar wide receiver who plays for <laughs> Romo and the boys.
2: You
5: never first. know
2: what you can get with uh, Eric Malo's, Superstar, uh, Miles Austin. reports. But I mean, that, three that, games that, this That's year. a bold statement, superstar. I mean, he had, what, one <laughs> and a half good seasons? I mean, I guess that's all it takes to be a superstar in the NFL that's now. That's l-
1: that's like comparing Jimmy Graham to Calvin Johnson. I mean, yeah. it's
2: like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so many references. No, on no, this that's week's a, that's episode. a that's a much better comparison. Yeah, <laughs> Jimmy Graham and Calvin
1: Johnson than superstar Miles Austin. But Definitely. Uh,
2: well, yeah. Kenny, I think this game right here, Giants Cowboys, um whoever loses this game, doesn't make the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think I'm we gonna, said that's it, what I'm going to I think right you, there.
1: I think you were you were doing the show with me. Uh, we said it uh, maybe three weeks ago mm-hmm. that this, that if everyone according to plan. Uh, that the Giants in this matchup would make or break the Giants' season, that's and it absolutely will make it if they win this game. They're right in the hunt for a playoff spot. They lose this game,
2: they're done. I mean, four and seven. They'll have five
1: game. Yeah. They'll have five games remaining, and they'll be down three in the NFC East, and that's the only way exactly. that they're going to get in the playoffs. Exactly. So and they lose this that's, game, this season's and that's, over. And
2: that's the biggest thing. It's not so much that if they lose this game, they fall four and seven, which is obviously a black eye. It's the fact that it's a divisional opponent. You know, they have, you know, of their remaining. Uh, of the remaining six games, three are against divisional opponents. The other three Chargers, Seahawks, Lions. Those are going to be extremely difficult games to win, uh, especially Seahawks. Um, so yeah, must win, absolute must win. But, but for both teams, really, but definitely for the Giants. Yeah. And, and JPP, he came out this week said there's going to be blood. We know what what's at stake. We're going to be playing hard. I certainly hope. Uh, I certainly hope that's what happens because you know they, they they definitely let one get away. On opening night, when they had the five turnovers against Dallas, you know that's that's yeah. that killed them. That I, definitely killed them. Yeah. So it can't happen again.
1: And, and I look, I mean, I just I don't see the Giants winning five in a row if they lose this game. I really don't. Washington is is you know Washington a tough divisional matchup is going to get the best of the Giants. One of those two games. And then you have you Seattle. Think you think
2: the Giants will lose to the Redskins? One of those games.
1: I think so. Really? No, I, I, think, it I think the
2: Redskins are so I think dead they in the definitely, water. There's so many can. locker room issues. People are blaming each other. If you if you know. beat the Cowboys
1: this week, I think you beat the Redskins next week. But if you lose to the Cowboys here, even I, I just think that one of these two meetings, the the Redskins will win. It's it's a divisional game. It's just like yeah, on paper right now, the Giants are third in the NFC East. They're four and six. They're playing the Cowboys. But apparently, you know, this is a very very close game. Is going to be you know a tightly contested definitely, matchup, definitely. and you don't know. So I, I think that you can't, you with divisional games, just like the Jets and the Dolphins, right now you're obviously picking the Jets to win both of those games, but these divisional games, they always seem to bring out the best in, in teams. So, I mean, that's the reason this Giants-Cowboys game is going to be so good. As for last week, you know, I guess on paper the Cowboys are only 5-5, five and five, but, I mean, I like... I like the Cowboys in this game. And here's why. Tony Romo yeah, has has been oppressed by the Giants too often. No,
2: he look he So they're coming off a 49-17 to... beating and the Giants have won four in a row. And yeah. and you and you're feeling Dallas. Because the
1: the Dallas Cowboys this year have shown me that they are when they are healthy, a complete football team. Now they have they have uh, DeMarco Murray, they'll have him and they didn't have him for a couple games. Look, they played a very, very good Saints ball club. And you have to remember that they hung in there punch for punch with the Broncos week five. They took care of the Redskins. They uh, obliterated them in week six. Abli- I mean, I don't know if you'd call it obliteration of the Eagles, but they beat them 17-3. Um, they, they lost to Detroit, remember, on last, that last second, last second Stafford. You know? They they played big time down this stretch. Minnesota was a, a close game. But, I mean, I look at the last five games for the Cowboys and the New Orleans lost Hurts. But other than that, I mean, I see four four pretty good games for me. And I, I don't think that there's that much reason to panic. But, And I'm not saying the Giants don't have a good shot in this game. They absolutely have a great shot at beating the Cowboys. I just look at Tony Romo's year— and it's it's really been stellar in my my in my mind because Tony yeah, he's, Romo has put up some
2: huge numbers. He really he really right, has done well, and, and he's always
1: the guy who gets criticized for all his interceptions. And, and he's only thrown six this year to twenty one touchdowns. Um Man,
2: that's an unbelievable right. Ratio. And
1: unbelievable. the guy on the other side of the ball is thrown ten more than him, but apparently he's you know God compared to Tony Romo.
2: <laughs> um, and, I know people I'm, say God, but maybe just would prefer.
1: And, and I'm not saying you know that Eli Manning's not. You know, not hasn't been very good of late. He has Eli Manning's been, um, over the last four games, been very good. and He hasn't, he's limited those interceptions, but I still look, I, I still, I know he has 11 more, I have 17 interceptions. I, I, I don't know why. I just, I like the Cowboys in this game. I think they're going to come out with a fire. I think Des Bryant is going to have, I I, I, I like when he yells at, at on the sideline because we've heard that it's positive, it's positive reinforcement. It's, it's an it's a welcomed energy that honestly, when you when you have a, a team like you know Tony Romo is is likely to just sit there on the bench and collect his thoughts after an interception. Or <laughs> I mean, I I just think that that's a guy who helps your team. Uh, the run game for the Giants. It Andre Brown is is very good. So if there's one thing that's going to win the Giants the game, it's going to be Andre Brown.
2: Yeah, no, he he's It's just amazing to think what the Giants season maybe could have been if Andre Brown was healthy, splitting time with David Wilson, kind of like how the original plan was. But he's come back from that broken leg. You know, he's really been uh, everything the Giants could have hoped for. I mean, coming off that leg injury, he's definitely helped. Help this team just add a different element to it, so it's not always Eli passing, Eli passing, Eli passing. But you know, you said it with the picks just in last game. Even though the Giants did beat the Pack, uh, you know, you know another red zone interception by Eli, but it's because um, I forget who the receiver was, but the receiver ran a completely wrong route. It was Lewis Murphy. Yeah, I I th- I think that sounds right. Yeah, it, it was just you you know, so it, so the interceptions are obviously a problem, but. I think Eli has been able to correct it, as you said. I think he's being able to get on more pace. I don't think there's as much. I don't think he's putting as much pressure on himself, which Tom Coughlin has said he's been doing to himself so much moving forward because uh, he feels like he has to be the one to carry the team. Andre Brown starts taking off some uh, some of the pressure. Runner, uh, the receivers are getting better routes, and you know, I think the Giants are going to be looking good in this game.
1: I just think Des Bryant to me, a, a superstar wide receiver on the Cowboys side of the ball. You look at the Giants side of the ball, Cruz is obviously by far the best receiver on the Giants and one of the best in the NFC. But yeah. I mean, to me, Des Bryant's on another level, um, uh, and he's a different receiver too. I mean, Victor Cruz is not a guy who's going to go up there, you know, with his big hands, compete for the ball, and pull it down. Uh, he's a guy who's gonna, you know, run a slant route for five yards, catch it, and then break a couple tackles and run forty yards downfield for a touchdown. I mean, he is a speed guy. Des Bryant it, to me is a humongous red zone asset to Tony Romo. And I, I think that again, if there's if they stay healthy, if DeMarco Murray can do something on the ground, I think that there is uh I think that I'm gonna take the Cowboys in a very close one. I'll say the score. I know Milo said 27-23 Giants. I'll say the Cowboys take it thirty one. I I think it's gonna be this high scoring, thirty one to twenty seven.
2: Okay. Interesting. What just yeah. what do you got? Uh for for score I'll probably just say Giants twenty four, Dallas twenty one.
1: Well, wow, so 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 original, so enthusiastic. There, we'll get the rest of the picks in a sec before we move on uh, to the general NFL. And any any last thoughts on this game? Maybe a bold prediction. You're so good at those bold predictions.
2: Yeah, I try to be good at them. Uh, ah, no, just gonna keep it simple right here. Twenty-one, twenty, twenty-four, twenty-one. Giants.
1: Andre Brown, one hundred and twenty-three yards in the ground. That's my good prediction. <laughs> All right, let's move to general NFL now, and we want to talk a little bit about this Ahmad Brooks fine. Who got? Uh, that. He tackled Drew Brees. Uh, he got called for a hit to the head or neck area and roughing the passer. Um,
2: Ray Lewis. Which, which was a fumble. I mean, it was a huge play. It wasn't just, right. it wasn't just it a sack, it, it, it was it a fumble. It definitely won the 49ers yeah.
1: that game. Yeah, it definitely cost
2: the game. And, um, and for people who didn't see the hit, I, I mean, he, he leveled uh, Drew Brees. Uh, Brooks did, but he it was more of like a clothesline. He had line. his
1: hands on his shoulders.
2: Yeah, it was it was kind of like a clothesline to the upper chest. I mean, I really don't even think I, the the arm got to the neck area. I don't I, understand
1: I mean, what Amon Brooks is supposed to do in exactly. that situation. He, uh, what and you know what? This is a growing issue with Drew Brees. I, I'm starting to not like the oh, I I you know, I've already not been like the number one fan of Drew Brees. But if you're gonna get these types of calls, I mean, look, I don't like Tom Brady, but he doesn't even get these types of calls. I mean, now, now, given like him, Breeze, uh, and Manning, you know, you 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 know, it. Look, you're gonna get called on a lot of roughing the passer calls if you get near them. But I mean, it's two weeks in a row now. Breeze in the Jets game. I mean, it was like someone grazed his helmet with their hand, I remember and that. they got yep. bl- blow to the head. And then last week, I mean, look, Drew, Drew Brees went down hard, and he was like, "Oh, I can't go down hard. I'm Drew exactly. Brees." Like, exactly.
2: his exact quote. Out. His exact quote was, "I knew it was going to be a flag or like a penalty because I was hit so hard." Yeah. Are I mean, you? Are you? A kidding quarterback's me? not allowed That's to get driven to the ground. I mean, it's, it's, r- it's ridiculous. I, I mean, th- it was no helmet to helmet. Uh, no face mask that brought him down. He wasn't slugged in the face. He was literally clotheslined and brought to the right. ground. Well, the referee Standard thought NFL. Play. The referee
1: thought that you know Ahmad Brooks got a hand or an arm on his on his neck, which yeah. was not the case. No, his neck snapped because of the impact of the hit. I mean, it was. I, I just I I really hate it. I really yeah. hate the fact and that And like these you said it's NFL a growing issue. Have been
2: babied. It's really a growing issue in the right. NFL. But but
1: again, it, it seems to be only Brady and Breeze and recently it's it's just been Breeze. I mean, it it really has been absurd the fact that you hit a quarter I I remember even in the Jets game I think against the Saints or maybe a recent game uh you know someone someone dove to tackle the quarterback right after they threw they went right for the legs they mm-hmm. I literally hit him in, in you know and the legs i mean they a form tackle or whatever i mean and he got called for a penalty i mean yep. where are you supposed to exactly. hit the quarterback
2: exactly that's you, exactly you, what brooks you, was saying you can't
1: you can't hit him in the midsection because then oh you know you, you were trying to take out his gu- i don't know what i mean you really can't hit the quarterback yeah, there, anywhere there's
2: literally like a 15% body area where you can tackle a quarterback. I mean, yeah, it's, if it's too high, it's, you, you know, like the neck and the head. If it's I, too I, low, he was going then you're going too low. Amon you know? Brooks was going for the upper body. He was not mm-hmm. going for his
1: head. Definitely and not, not only should Definitely it not have been not. a penalty, but it certainly should not have been a fine. Yeah. And, and that You know was, what was
2: interesting? Um, uh, the head, head coach, Harbaugh, he said that he they give like – negatives like throughout the season or, or like or like a like a check minus like to keep track of players that have gone fined or have made bad plays. And he said he didn't give Brooks you know that check minus on that play. Like he, he fully, truly did not think like that was a penalty whatsoever. And yeah. the fact that he's getting not only did it cost the 49ers a game and all of that, but the fact that he's getting fined sixteen grand That's ridiculous. over it is so just ridiculous.
1: Absurd. It's absurd. So Drew Brees you're on notice. Uh, another quick note here, Wes Welker, a uh, definite to face the Bats. I mean, when he got concussed last week, I thought that that was going to be the end of Wes Welker for at least a week.
6: But apparently it's you not. You know
2: he wants this game. Pat, are you nervous? You've never seen Wes Pat's, Welker running Pat's all over the Pat? field against your
6: Patriots? Yeah, I'm absolutely nervous. I mean, he just adds a whole other dimension to, to the Broncos' offense, another thing that the Patriots have to, have to worry about stopping. You know, you kind of have to pick your poison, whether you try to lock down on Demarius Thomas going deep or if you try to, you know, clog up the middle of the field and keep Wes Welker from running those crossing patterns.
1: So, uh, you know, I think think Wes Welker... is gonna have a huge game against the Patriots, and the Definitely. Patriots are going to be upset. That's just that. That's just me. Um. Also, in the news before we move on, Rob Gronkowski thinks planes and cars are time machines. Thanks to Deadspin, finding this quote. Oh, oh. Uh, here here is a transcription of a um from the Sports Hub. Someone Scott Zolak was on the air with them, and um he he, he said if you could he asked Gronk he said if you could have a superpower what would it be he said yeah, oh, like a time machine and then he, the the radio host said you could be invisible and then Gronk said does a time machine count and he said yeah sure let's do it uh we could build a time machine right here he said like if it could just be like I want to be in Florida right now and then boom I'm in Florida and he was like that'd be more of like a transporter so yeah like superpower like that's a superpower and then no it's not it's that would be teleporting and you could also just use a car or a plane to go to Florida and there you go.
2: And we're all dumber <laughs> for hearing that conversation. Uh, Pat, did you have one more thing to say before we go to fantasy? D-
1: defending Gronkowski here, maybe?
6: No, uh, just on Welker, you, you know, Kenny, you mentioned how you think he's going to have a big game. If I'm the Patriots, let him. Let him take those crossing patterns over the middle of the field. I mean, that's how he's know, made a living. Just limit their opportunities in the red zone. You know, I mean, you're going to give up yards. That's Peyton how he's Manning. made a living, and that's I how just, Tom
1: Brady you know, is so I think good. You
6: focus on trying to lock down Demarius Thomas going deep.
1: Well how, well, how did Tom Brady become so good? I mean, it was because Wes Welker caught a bunch of balls on on slants. I mean, that's that's what Wes Welker's done his whole career.
6: So, like, what? So, I mean, what were you saying when he was on the Patriots? I'm sure you were saying something a little different. I'm just saying in this game, I don't think they should try to be so preoccupied with with trying to stop Wes Welker at the expense of of the Peyton's other targets.
1: Who? who I mean, the, who do you try to stop? Then is my point. Who like you can't stop anybody on this? You can't you can't focus on one player. That's why I think West Welker's is gonna have a huge game. Yeah, you, you can't double anybody. You have Julius Thomas, Eric Decker, Mar- Dem- Demarius Thomas, and West Welker. There's no way you can limit anybody. And all those options, by the way. Yeah, great, great fantasy options.
0: It's time for some fantasy football talk. Who are the best picks around the NFL? Plus, start them and sit them to help you win your league
1: mentioned it before our expert expert fantasy guy bobby guvin is here and he is six and five in our league what, what, what happened bobby
7: such a great start man. <laughs> where, 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 where where am i on fantasy po- where where am i where am i in points
1: yeah it's such a great start why are you six where, and where
7: where am i in points i don't know where are you i, have no, because I, I don't know kenny, because you why, you, probably kenny why, why don't you, why why don't you, you tell on. me where i am in points uh
1: let's see here you in the league have the one two three
7: 12 80, 80, 80, i'm eight, number eight, two kenny Number in case two, you can't yeah. add. number two, number two in points. I, I
1: I'm, I'm, simply not doing the arithmetic here. Okay. I, don't, I hope you don't. I hope <laughs> you, I, maybe you. don't think I'm it's going through your matchups. I'm and just adding saying all your points up. So you, so no, you did I check. before way to do it.
7: There's a simple way to do it. You you're can, six and five, man. What happened? I'm six and five because happened, I'm man? also third in points against. I, I You're so six and five. So every week that I have, I, Patrick beat me last week. I had a good week last week, but Patrick had a better week last week. you That's fantasy.
1: Six and five, man.
7: Fantasy is you And make Nolan, good you're six decisions. and five
1: too. And I I'm seven and, and I'm seven and four just so you know. I'm seven okay. and four. So well. and Kelly's six and four and one. So uh there are they're, they're and, and what wait six and five, Pat, right? You're five, six. And, five and five six. And six. six so five there are two people four, here with better fantasy records than you.
7: Anyway, go ahead with your uh, believe it or not here. Well, I mean, you know, you uh, gloated as soon as uh, your pickup of Bobby wait, Rainey. Did did
1: I, did I go let's let's yeah, let's, let's go it. let's go to the tape here. Let's go to the tape. Also wanted to give a quick shout out to Bobby Rainey, who was cut by Well I guess okay last preseason he was with the the Ravens and he's look he's very very small. He's from Western Kentucky University, he's the best rusher in school history by far. Um he's on a list with LT Steven Jackson, um Darren McFadden and a bunch of other big names. Okay. Uh, okay. As the only guy one of the only one of only 8 collegiate runners to run for 1500 yards in back-to-back se- seasons. And he's actually had some decent games against, you know, schools like Alabama or not Alabama. He didn't have a that great of a game, but like LSU he ran well against uh Indiana. He's had some good games in college. He's really fast. He was returning kicks in the preseason for Baltimore, looked pretty good. He was signed by the Browns, they didn't really give him a shot. Now he's with the Bucks because they of course they lost Cause, Doug cause Martin. Doug Martin's out, yeah. I'm saying Watch out for Bobby Rainey. I think he is... He's hes quick.
2: Do you think Bobby Gubin will agree I, with you later on Bobby Rainey later?
1: No. Mike James's stats are not nearly as good as both Rainey... I mean, Brian Leonard hasn't been that good. Mike James... Look at Mike James the last night. Like, 10 carries for 30 yards. I mean, that's... Uh, it's average, you know yeah. I mean? That's that's
2: literally the definition of average.
1: Th- but this guy Rainey, he's he's a Sproles type. I mean, that's and they're not going to play him the first game. But I mean, I think he could creep up and get some carries this year. Is all I'm saying. Okay. Uh, a bit big supporter of Mr. Bobby Rainey.
2: You heard it here first. Also, also, he, Friday. also,
1: he's got a. Uh, they interviewed him and he, I guess he's got a, a a kid on the way. And like they asked him if he would play, he's like, oh, I guess we got to talk about that, don't we? So hey, <laughs> he's, he's funny guy. He's a nice guy. Uh, follow him on Twitter. Just go follow him, too, at Bobby Rainey. Uh, I don't know. I, I just thought, I, I thought I'd bring that up. It's thought a good that story.
2: Used... It's, it's interesting No, to I'm, look at. I'm
1: just saying I'm rooting for him, and I think he's going to be pretty good one day in the NFL. I think it was pretty He's yeah. was pretty I just got turned off. Uh, uh, Thank you, Kelly Colton, for turning my mic off. I mean, 106 three yards,
7: here. two TDs, and a reception, uh, receiving touchdown. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. He was fantastic last week. And... I'm. I want to give you credit. Look, you did research. You did a great job looking up Bobby Rainey, and I. It paid off. All I. And this is. I just want to know for the record. There was a little really bit of about you. off topic. Just kidding. I love it was you, Bobby. An off off the show talk between you and I, Kenny. And all I was trying to reiterate was that look, it was a smart decision on your part. Okay, no one's doubting that. But Picked what them I'm saying is, them. it still took probably three quarters of it was luck that he ends up getting the opportunity to do what he did last week. Okay. He got cut from Cleveland. Willis McGahee. They chose Willis McGahee over him.
1: How's that working out?
7: Terribly for them. Still some but, of the best but, NFL players. But still the coaches thought- overlooked him, overlooked him there. Then he gets to Tampa. When Doug Martin goes down, they don't they don't give him the ball. They give Mike James the ball. They even look at they even look at Brian Leonard over him. They
1: they okay. They picked so all up I'm Bobby Rainey. Took, it took a and long literally, time. Literally, we're talking about it took two weeks for Bobby Rainey to enter. Yes, and se- three
7: the, the N- but three NFL teams. Right,
1: he was a free agent, and then he was picked up by the Buccaneers. Okay, area, so but obviously he's not going to start or be the second string running back right away. This is
7: like a complete grudge match. No,
1: but I'm what I'm, I'm saying is he. Right took, took, it's just he's making such a stupid three,
7: argument what's the argument that I'm making? You're I want to make sure to you say understand. that because
1: Bobby Rainey was the fourth string running back that that means that he's not good. And then no, because he was cut no, by two teams not, that is not that is not the argument. Because he was that I'm cut by two teams, there are a lot I'm, of
7: dumb GMs I'm, in the league. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that from is, a fantasy The Browns and Ravens are very very dumb for cutting Bobby Rainey. I'm not I'm not discrediting his talent and I'm not saying you did a good job spotting his talent. What I'm saying from the a Browns fantasy perspective though, given the way he moved to various teams, didn't really get opportunities. For you to pick him up based off essentially nothing other than his college numbers. No. Is taking a flyer. It's the definition of hoping a guy pops I knew. and you get lucky. I knew that you Okay. High. I'm not knew saying it. that you didn't have a little there was a little bit of fantasy skill in that you looked. Up about him I actually started whatever.
1: Bobby Rainey week three because I thought the Browns would give him carries, and I knew
7: he would do a good right. job. Right, and only that week it th- it it blew, it bl- it blew up because he didn't? only got
1: three carries because the Browns, like I said, are not smart. Okay, yeah, there you go. But that Case didn't closed. pay off
7: fantasy wise. So I'm saying from a, as a I knew fantasy, the Bucks would give him carries though, because I knew Brian Leonard, decision. Brian Leonard's a fullback. So I'm just no, saying as a fantasy decision, it still was incredibly risky, and. There was a ton of a ton of luck involved. That's all I'm saying. All I'm saying look forward, at guys going forward. I think Bobby Rainey is a solid number two running back. He has to be.
1: Okay, thank given, you. Given, given. Now, now I'm just saying you look at guys. I have nothing thank to say. Guys who were you look at guys who were afterthoughts, right? Like you could say that Rainey wasn't afterthought to a lot of teams. How about Priest Holmes, Fred Jackson? Were undrafted out of college? I mentioned. Of I mentioned Tony <laughs> Romo, Night Train Lane. I Kenny, mean, there's Kenny. The, the list this goes on. This is an on, argument,
7: man. and this this illustrates a larger fantasy point
1: i'm just saying that because he was not in the spotlight we, as fantasy well, one more, here, i'll be pe- i'll
2: be the i'll be the uh ring guy who breaks up the fights bobby you say one more statement kenny says okay. one more statement then let's get to, that, to then really let's get fine. to the uh okay, believe it or not. Okay,
7: so from a fantasy point we can't know what coaches are going to do and coaches don't always make the right See, evaluation but, but on i actually players. knew i thought we were this, is, this, this is bob this is bobby's okay. turn this is bobby's so turn. so since we don't know what coaches are going to do, all we can do is base our decisions on what we think they're going to do. So, given Bobby Rainey's history, all I'm saying is that it took a lot of risk and and a fair bit of luck for your decision to pick him up to pay off. That's all I'm saying. Okay? All I'm saying is I knew that Can the Buccaneers sure would give
1: him the bulk of the carries because there were two running backs. One was a fullback who's done absolutely nothing rushing the ball this year, and the other one was a very talented, quick running back who knows how to run between the tackles, who had not been given a chance the whole time he's been in the NFL, and it was very, very successful in college, very, very comparable to guys like Steven Jackson. But Darren you think McFadden if Mike that James
7: doesn't go down, Bobby Rainey still is fantasy relevant? Of course not, relevant. because Mike James okay. was well, pretty understood. good in his okay.
1: role. But all Bobby Rainey needed was a chance is what I'm saying and I knew that he once he got a chance he was going to be good and that I knew he would get a chance this week, last week because I knew there was no way in hell that Brian Leonard was getting more than 10 carries that's all that's doubt okay. that, okay. that, in that's
7: in overview I do you believe him? I def, I definitely yes I do I do believe in I, him going forward. I give
2: a lot of credit to Kenny I mean I wouldn't have even Thank thought you. of picking that up but also a lot of things jerks. had to go right so right, that's, that's that's where that's where we go. can lead Good into uh, Bobby's. Uh, okay, fantasy so case.
7: Uh, the <laughs> other two guys uh, on my believe it or not list this week are Delaney Walker. He had ten catches, ninety-one yards, and a touchdown last week. He has three touchdowns in the last four in his last four games, and tight end's been kind of weak. I mean, you know, Jordan Cameron, who started the season off really well, is kind of quieting down. And, you know, John Carlson. There's a bunch of guys at the bottom that you know Charles Clay. You know, you just don't know really what to do with, and I think. If you can get a hold of Delaney Walker, I I think going forward he's going to be, uh, you know, a, sol- a solid tight end going forward. I think he's going to get a good number of targets. And, yeah, I, I believe in him. Uh, Rashad Jennings, 22 attempts last year uh, last week, 120 150 yards, rather, and a touchdown. And Coach Dennis Allen has said he's going to get touches regardless of Darren McFadden. And I believe that. I believe that. It's the reason I picked him up. I'm a huge hater of Darren McFadden. I have been since now? last year. Okay. Okay. When I pick, when I picked him early, and he just died. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and so from a fantasy perspective, my sources and tell I me think, he's actually alive. And that, no, I know he's alive. But I, from a fantasy fantasy perspective, the guy just can't. You can't trust him. You can't trust him. And I think coaches in the NFL are now starting to realize that. And so I think Rashad Jennings. We're gonna see at worst a fifty fifty split between these two, I think, going forward. All right. So give us your quarterbacks that you like. Quarterbacks that I like this week, Tom Brady at home against Denver. I think that's gonna be probably a shootout. Uh Tom Brady always does well at home, you know, much better than he does on the road. And he's gonna wanna, you know, one up Peyton Manning. Uh Colin Kaepernick at Washington, that's just the Redskins defense being terrible. Uh and Mike Lennon against Detroit. Detroit is Their secondary is pretty bad. It's pretty bad, and uh, I I think Mike Glennon, even Mike Glennon, can have a good game against them. QBs I don't like this week. Phillip Rivers in Kansas City, uh, you know, two weeks in a row for him with only one touchdown and under 300 yards. And I think KC has got something to prove in this game after losing to Denver. You know, they're not happy about that, and I think they're going to be coming out there with a vengeance. Uh, And I don't like RG3 against San Francisco just because that whole Redskins team right now is in – you know, disarray and disarray. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think it's only going to spiral down worse for him. Uh, running backs. I like this week, Eddie Lacey against Minnesota. The Vikings have a terrible defense. Uh, Shane Vereen against Denver, especially in PPR leagues. We saw it last week was his first was week back Wide receiver, right? He's a wide receiver. Kelly Coltis
1: owns him. And I actually like, Wanted to slip into conversation like in the past, <clears throat> past couple of weeks, like, oh yeah, how about Shane Vereen? You know, I trade Shane Vereen, but I'm good now. Yeah, I, I, no, got Bobby I, I'm
7: I mean right. Shane Vereen. I think is people don't realize he's slowly becoming their Darren Sproles in that offense, and we saw it in Week One before he got hurt, and then he got hurt. Uh, uh, let's not talk him up too much, but you know, I I, I think he's, he's gonna have good, a, I think he's gonna have a really big game against Denver. I think he's gonna get ten catches okay. in that game. Uh, And Andre Brown against Dallas. The Dallas defense is just, without Sean Lee, they're not the same. Uh, And I think the Giants are just going to have to run it because Eli hasn't been the same this year. So I think they're going to have to stick with the run. Uh, Running backs I don't like. Ryan Matthews against Kansas City. Uh, Donald Brown against Arizona. They allow the least fantasy points to opposing running backs. That's the main reason why. Uh, and Lamar Miller against Carolina. Drop all Dolphins running backs. I dropped Lamar <laughs> Miller this week. I had him in one league. I'm just fed up with him. I mean, all right. I don't know. You're fed up? Do you uh, believe in Jericho Cottry? Three straight weeks of touchdowns. Wrong
1: segment, Nolan. No, we're moving, built, we're moving on to wide receivers. We're moving on to wide receivers. Let's see. Let's
7: see here. Let's, let's, I'm, I'm, I'm a relationship really surprised, with but he is building a relationship with Robles. And remember, you said you don't believe it. Maybe. I didn't believe yeah, it, you didn't but believe it. I mean... Roethlisberger keeps giving him targets. Well, yeah. You know, you keep catching it. You're a Jets I, fan. You know, Kosh. I know Khatry, but he has at the five same time, five touchdowns in three weeks. Antonio Brown is a better version of Khatry, and I would have thought a- that they would have Brown, looked at Emmanuel Sanders, Antonio Brown's as a, a better, deep threat.
1: Antonio Brown's a better version of a lot of people. Let's right. just, That's let's right. just that right there. That's he is true. very but, okay. Talented. So
7: what I'm saying is, I thought between Antonio Brown, some deep threats. I mean, think about it. this: is a team that used to throw the ball to Mike Wallace down the field often. They don't. Th- Really, do any down the field passes anymore? Emmanuel Sanders is non existent on that offense, which I didn't. I'm shocked mm-hmm. that that's the case. Yeah. And so the targets that I thought would go to Emmanuel Sanders down the field are actually going to Jericho Kotry for about 10, 12 yards. And, and they're working. It's working. Right. You know, he, he's, but, he's paying off. But I, that, that's so that's just I thought it, the offense was going to go one way, it, it went another way. Uh, Why are still on the trading block. Yeah. By the way. <laughs> Wide receivers I like uh this week are Torrey Smith. As much as it pains me to say, the Jets secondary is just looking terrible right now. Uh Danny Amendola against Denver, you know, I think he's gonna be Tom Brady's go to guy. And I think he's gonna try to show Wes Welker, believe it or not, that he doesn't need him. Yeah, uh that won't work out. I, well, no, it won't work out, but I think but I think he might try to I'm show better off without I think you. I think Danny Amendola might try to prove too that he's as good as Wes Walker. By by throwing himself the ball. Now, Tom Brady Tom Brady has <laughs> to throw him the ball. No, of course, of course. Uh and Hakeem Nicks, I think this is just a long shot. I think he gets his first T D this week. Okay. Well, wow, all right. Hey. How about uh, uh how about some tight ends? Do you hands, do, I
1: mean?
2: do, do you do kickers?
1: Would no, you, I don't Would, do would do you kickers. start Mason Why? Crosby over
2: Adam Vinatieri? Why would you even ask about a kicker? Um I got No, it. because They're facing Minnesota. Mason Crosby's not good. But he's facing
7: Minnesota. He had a nice
1: field goal last week from like fifty six, but, but he's not Scott good. Tolzin. Tolzin. Tolzin
7: whatever his name is, is the quarterback. So, you're going, so you go with the I just attack. don't know if they yeah. can First, execute yeah. any points the Green Bay Packers First get ever with their third-string quarterback. First-ever kicker question on NFL Friday is a it. godsend. I mean, I uh, the, sh- the fact that they scored 10 points is surprising to me this is, with this their third-string a- quarterback. This is
1: unbelievable right now. What do you we mean it's unbelievable?
7: A- it's the last week of the regular season.
1: Discussion a, discussion week, about kickers. a
2: bye week is hanging in the balance for me. Yes, I'm going to determine which kicker will get me 15 points and which will get me I eight. mean, look, it's going Points or points,
7: gentlemen. I— if if I was faced with either of those kickers, I'd look for the free agent pool for a different kicker.
2: Hey, I would pick up
1: oh, Nick the God, but that's true. Oh no, Nick the God's not a free agent, is he?
7: But anyway, let me finish. So wide receivers, I don't like. I'm, I I just mentioned Antonio Brown against Cleveland. Look, he's going to be covered by Joe Hayden. He shut down AJ Green last week or a couple weeks ago. Uh, Steve Smith against Miami, that's just a matchup thing. Uh, you know Cam Newton looked good, but I think Miami's secondary is actually not that bad. Uh, tight ends, I like this week. Vernon Davis against Washington. And Garrett Graham, he surprised me last week. He was on my don't-like list, and he blew up against the Cardinals. So, uh, coming off his best performance of the season, you know, I, I think against Jacksonville, why not? He can't come even close to that. I'd be surprised if he didn't. Uh, tight ends, I don't like your boy Kenny Martellus Bennett. Yeah, I don't no, like it, him With Josh McCown throwing in the ball now, his targets have just dropped. It's so sad because he's, even he's a good tight end. He, he is get, a very good yeah, tight end, but he doesn't good, get the ball. Yeah, he doesn't. Especially, um, and that's... Uh, as much of, especially with Josh McCown throwing it to him. Yeah. He, Josh McCown is a guy that, you know, he, I just feel like he doesn't trust. He doesn't know Martellus Bennett enough. He doesn't practice with him enough. That's got to be what. I agree. Uh, and Heath Miller against Cleveland. Heath Miller's only productive when he gets a touchdown. And he did get eight catches last week, which is a positive sign. But I don't know if he does that against Cleveland this week. Right, let's that look at let's
1: right. look, let's look at this sham of a trade you made. Oh here yeah, with Matt yeah. Rosen. Almost let's forgot let's about let's this. Uh, you you traded Jason fix. Witten, Alshon Jeffrey, and Terrence Williams for Jimmy Graham. Sir, you deserve to lose. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I want
7: I want to hear I want to hear Nolan's perspective on I mean, Jimmy this. Jimmy Graham's I very mean, I, good. Because you hate everything I, I do, Kenny. So when
2: when you look at it, those wide receivers weren't really starting for Bobby. So if they're just going to be it was co- a need. If they're just going to be collecting dust on the bench, why not give them away? and then improve your tight end position. I mean, it makes sense for Bobby. I mean, for other teams, like for me, I really only have, like I, – I mean, I do have four wide receivers, so if I trade away two, I'd be in trouble. But if he has a plethora of wide receivers, then it makes sense. And then for Mac, not only is he getting – you know, he's giving up the best tight end in the game, but he's also getting a very solid tight end in return. Oh, yep. Mac can manage this deal great. And then he's vastly improving at the wide receiving all position. All right, fellas. So. All right, all right. Well, Mac thinks he's Julian
1: Adenza because he's actually on the phone. <laughs> That's the fuzz you hear behind us. And, Mac, uh, you should be arrested, sir, for robbery.
4: <laughs> oh, well, I know. Because Bobby offered me that deal, actually. Mac, when at you saw first, that
2: deal, did you? Yeah, did you say? At first, like, he didn't no want to give up Jimmy Graham. No, are you I kidding?
7: I didn't want to do it at first, and then I realized my
4: wide receivers are Chris. That's Durm what I said to him. <laughs> I was like, "You can't, you can't
7: win this league with Chris Durham and Greg Jennings as yeah, your wide receivers. especially since Burleson's back." You know, I'm going to
4: make a run in the playoffs. So I can't be starting Chris Durham That's I mean, that's. are going to make the playoffs. You can't so be starting. So for Chris me,
7: and then from my perspective, and as Mac will reiterate, Jimmy Graham is a guy that can single-handedly. Win you a fantasy week? I mean, he's capable yes. of putting up monster numbers. Yeah, and, I was getting
4: by with Chris Durham because I had uh, Jimmy Graham. Right, starting not to work out. So
7: and but for you, Mag, and I was explaining no, to uh, to this uh, to Nolan earlier is that this guy I would not be shocked at all if Jason Witten going forward averaged five, averaged five catches and a touchdown each week. I wouldn't be stunned at all because he's perfectly yeah, I mean, capable of doing that. He's been
4: he, – I'm looking at his, his points now, actually. He had four against New Orleans. They had 24 against Minnesota. They had three against Detroit. I mean, he's up and down, but I had to do it. Yeah. I had to do it because yep. Alshon Jeffrey is having a great season.
1: Well, Mack Mac will stay with us for um, our selections for this week because he wants to add to his loss total. And uh, <laughs> yeah, just, that's just, just, just absolutely wanna correct. Just want to <laughs> add here, uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Nate Burleson, Owen Daniels, and Miles Austin. I am stashing them on the bench for a playoff run. I am ready and I am taking you down, Bobby Goom. and it's time for some Mike Picks.
0: Let's look into the crystal ball for some weekly NFL predictions. And of course, that was a play on Mike Vick's name.
1: Uh, we're gonna start with the Jets game here, and
7: Nolan and I have the Jets in Jets, this yeah, one. Kristen yeah, Ezzy, our it, Giants reporter, Jets it, reporter, has it's the Jets. The, it's the roller coaster. You gotta go with the Jets. They lost. They look terrible. So now they look great against the Ravens. All way. right, phone
1: time. I, I just threw a curveball at Kelly Coles there. Phone time, Mac. Who you got? Yeah, I gotta go with the Jets here.
4: Right, Matt, That But uh, uh, Ravens. I mean, they're
1: not good. All right, let's go to Kelly.
4: I got to go with the
3: Jets, guys. I mean, like Bobby said, you're riding the roller coaster.
1: It's their turn to win. Pat Burns. Give me Baltimore at home. All right, Baltimore at home.
2: Says the Patriot fan. Okay.
1: Yep, that's so, so unbiased there. Okay, we'll go now to the Giants game, and I think the New York Giants are going to be little unluckiness, and I'm going with Romo and the boys and superstar wide receiver <laughs> Miles Austin. Thanks for that, Eric Malo. Um, uh, Nolan is going with the, I mean, the Giants, Giants you know, here. Bobby, you One go with it's.
7: It's a close game, but with the way the Giants started this season and the way Eli Manning is looking, I just – if if Dallas's defense wasn't decimated the way it was, I would probably pick the Giants here. Or no, I, w- I would definitely pick the Cowboys. I'm still picking the Cowboys only because I think the Giants find a way to lose this game.
1: Okay. i thats a, They found a way to lose six games this year, right. so that's, that's a, a fair a point games, there. So we'll go the to bus. Mac Rosenberg on the phone.
7: On the phone?
4: Yeah, I got to go with Dallas, your boy Tony Romo.
1: All right. Thank you, Mac, for calling him my boy. Uh, we'll go to Kelly. <laughs> I'm with Mac on this one. Tony Romo's taking it home today. Pat Burns is definitely going with the Giants, yeah, isn't
6: he? Uh, give me Dallas.
1: Oh wow! All right, I'm All right. the only one picking there the Giants. There is one person here picking the Giants, and oh, Pat, hey, picking wait, I thought he said,
7: oh, hey, think... oh, he's going down. Yeah, well, yeah,
1: I thought he would pick the Giants, right, okay, but then okay, he yeah. just, you know, he decided to say no. Um, <laughs> you know, and you look at the Gi- the Giants; they haven't played good quarterbacks the last three weeks. Complete cupcake
2: schedule. There can't go there. against team that one four in a row.
1: Look, the I, I, all I'm saying is they, they've played and backups. Home. Or they played third strings, really, except for if you want to call... 1-4 um,
2: in a row, they're
1: home. If, if you want to call uh, Josh Freeman a starter, I, I suppose <laughs> you can. But I, I would not do all right, that. All right, our next game up, Colts and Cardinals. And I have to go with the Arizona Cardinals in this game. I'm going with the Cardinals. They've, they've not looked that bad. And they get the ball to under Ellington. Pick off Andrew Luck a few times. Tyron Matthew gonna have a pick in this game.
2: Go with the Cardinals, baby. I'm gonna go with the Colts because I'm starting out Infinitarian Kicker.
1: Complete You already made
7: that decision, Nolan? Complete coin toss. I did it backstage. <laughs> uh Colts came out heads, so <laughs> Colts. Back. Uh, I'm going
4: with hold on, I am tossing the coin. I'm going with VA.
6: Bruce Arians.
1: Oh, there we go. All right, we got another one on the, the Cardinals bandwagon here. Kelly Colts and Pat Burns in the back.
6: I'm jumping on to County the Cardinals. Hey, all the way. everybody's
1: welcome. Yeah, uh, I got to
6: go with the Colts, but this game is really a toss up.
1: All right, next game. The Panthers and the Dolphins. Why is this a game? It's the most lopsided game in the history of Jimmy Graham, Calvin Johnson comparisons. <laughs> I'm going. Right. I'm going with the Panthers oh, here. Yeah. It's not that lopsided gonna, a game. I, you got to go with Carolina. I,
7: I mean, the Dolphins have been playing better. You know. Are you gonna pick the Dolphins? No, I'm not, better to okay. I'm not gonna pick the <laughs> Dolphins. Better to a blind man. What are you talking about? I'm saying, given the fact that all, since they started four, yeah, no. given the fact that they have no offensive right. of line, and given the fact they have no and, prospects and at and all, they're, this and they're season, five and they're, and they're five and five, yeah, it's pretty shocking yeah, it's that, that right. they've somehow made it to you know, five start and five. No, they started four, 0 but I think they've really improved. The over deep, uh, one and five. They're so good. Yeah, but they're deep. My no one just owned you. I'm saying their defense has been surprising. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Oh, and and Cam Newton, I believe I'm not on the Cam Newton train. I don't think he's elite yet. I still think he's perfectly capable of making this. Okay, I, I can't get over that. I just can't get over the fact the Dolphins started out 4-0, but they've you. been so good of late. they one and five.
1: Thank Mac, you. what do you
4: say? All right. Here are some of the teams that the Panthers beat in their winning streak: the Vikings, were 2 and 8; the Rams, 4 and 6; the Bucks, 2 and 8; the Falcons, 2 and 9. I'm going with Miami. Double it up on the
1: upset. Oh my goodness. This Whoa. Carolina only favored by five in this game, so Nolan it's would say upset, that's I not didn't... an upset. It's only five oh, points. It's not an upset!
4: <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, I I'm, I'm
1: just I'm just kidding. The sports pope has spoken over here. All Kelly right. Coltis and Bat Burns in the back on this one.
6: Starting Ryan Tannehill, a quarterback
1: in our fantasy league this week. I'm still going. Carolina Ryan
6: Tannehill. Are you serious, yeah, I'm Kelly? Carolina as well. Cam Newton showed me a lot on Monday night.
1: Carolina, baby, going with the Panthers. Seven and three, three and two on the road. Let's, let's let's go Panthers. Denver and New England. Here's the premier matchup. Is the big one. It is Peyton Manning. It is Tom Brady. It is Jim Nance. I don't know if Jim Nance is actually doing this game.
2: Um, <laughs> give me, give me Peyton Manning. What do you say, Nolan? You, you know, when it's a mediocre defense against the best offense of all time, you go with the best offense of all time, Broncos.
7: Yeah. As hard as it is to bet against Tom Brady and Bill Belichick at I home, never bet against Tom Brady. <laughs> I, I I have to bet against Tom Brady here because only because it's Peyton Nance. You Mance. never
2: do that!
7: It's never! Pay- <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mac?
1: Wait, what do you guys say? Uh, on, on, on the phone, the Mac. All uh,
4: right, I'm going to go with Jim Nance on this. No, I'm just kidding. There um, we go. One Jim for Nance. Actually. Jim Nance is actually... Pissed off that this game was moved. Oh, yeah, it was. Uh, It was flexed in, right? Yeah, he was doing that on Francesa's show last Sunday. He he actually said how pissed off he was. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I'm going to go with Brady and Belichick on this one, boys.
1: All right, in the back. I got to go with the Broncos here. Peyton Manning's got too many wide receivers. Denver can't cover all of his targets. Pat?
6: Give me Tom Brady and the Patriots coming off a tough loss. Uh, they're playing like a team on a mission. Uh, because they just lost. Tom Brady. <laughs> they're going to go and uh, go to you victory. Know, you know what? All I right. don't know
1: why. I don't know why Pat Burns would pick the Patriots. Why do people feel that no, way? No clue. I mean, all right. It's so strange. What's next? Uh, all right. I'm looking down here for an upset. For an upset, San Francisco's favored by six over the Redskins. And no, nah, I, I just can't pick that one. You know what? Give me the Jaguars over. The Texans are 10 point favorites. 10 points. Give me Ten the points. Give me the Jaguars. Are they really
2: 10? Wow, that's a bold with. statement. That's unbelievable. That's a bold the statement. The Jaguars by Kenny.
1: will win their second game of the year. Okay. Against the Texans. Um, even though I-, I don't
2: like the Texans. I'm going to say uh the St. Louis Rams 4 and 6 down, down the Bears. Now, you know what? You know four.
1: what? I'm sorry. Bobby Rainey over the Lions. Give me the Buccaneers over the get- line. <laughs> <laughs> Screw the Jaguars. Get on the Bobby
2: Rainey bandwagon. Okay, so that's him. I'm going Rams over Bears.
7: Go Goobin'. Uh, I'm going to go Minnesota over Green Bay. I don't believe in Scott Tolzien There you go. All. He did it right.
1: Mac on the phone, what did he say?
7: Well,
4: yeah, I, I said Miami. Doubling up.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right. You're doubling, doubling up, up on that. All right, in the back, Kelly Calycultis and Pat Burns. Chargers
6: over the Chiefs, guys. Phil was going into Arrowhead and taking it home and i'm with bobby i like minnesota over green bay
1: two losses in a row for kansas city that would be certainly certainly something uh, all right well, i think that's that was a fun that was a fun segment was, that was that, that was a fun uh, pick ballard segment um See uh, the, the 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 pick punt the puns there. Um, you're thanks. a genius, Kenny. I'm such a. You know why I'm the genius? Because I picked up and started Bobby Rainey
7: last week. I know. That's also why I'm a genius. Because I said you're up a enough.
1: genius because you're six and five in fantasy. All right. Thanks to Mac yeah. Rosenberg for calling in. Uh, Julian for some reason didn't call in. He's absent. We have multiple you know lines open on the phone. I don't know why he didn't call in there. Um, I had a bunch of coffee before the show, so it was, a little, it was a little antsy today. It was good. It was good. Good show. Good show. Uh, Thanks to Nolan to my right, Bobby across from me, Pat, and Kelly in the back. And until then, uh, let's go, Scott.
0: Tozine. To- 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 this has been One on One's NFL Friday, only on WFUVsports.org. Join us next week as we take you around the NFL. We'll see you then.